Welcome to a very special abbreviated version of The Gun Show. We're here in Israel on a fact-finding mission. Um, but I'm joined by my friend Dave Menzies because you were sort of an oracle <laughs> on the, the trans issue uh, long before we are where we are now. Um, tell us about the trans cat video that didn't see the light of day for a very, very long time. Indeed, Sheila. Six years in the making. I feel like I'm Nostradamus, although I wish I could uh, translate the prediction uh, to Super Bowl winners. But that aside, you might remember back in the early days of Rebel News when we were Rebel Media, we went out to the Canadian Cat Show. <laughs> when I say we, that was me and super producer and cameraman Efren. And um, the idea was, you know, transgenderism in 2017, it's kind of say, isn't it? It's kind of been there, done that. What is next in this crazy world where men are saying they're women and vice versa? And I thought, you know what? Why don't I enter a cat in the Canadian National Cat Show, which was part of Pet Expo, And um, but, in, but I don't have a cat. No problem. I'll identify as a cat. And sure enough, I went in there. It was kind of quiet at first, Sheila, and then all hell broke loose. Quite frankly, I think they thought it was an animal activist as opposed to a trans cat, right? But it was never explained. I was frog-marched out of there by security. And um, the thing is, is it never aired, as you know. And I think, you know, what I... I thought it was too risky. And we were trying to save you from yourself. I want to preserve some of your dignity, David, even if you don't. Sheila, my dignity, (laughs) that ship sailed up many moon ago. But yeah, but that, you know, that is the truth of the matter. You know, Sheila and back then Hannah was part of uh, deciding who got on it, what got on air. And it just seemed to be less of a news item and more of uh, something from Monty Python circa 1972, something that didn't quite make it to prime time. And then what happened? Well, Sheila, the world caught up with us, right? (laughs) You know, we came across Rene Detremont, uh, a.k.a. Desiree Anderson, and this is a guy who identified as a woman. If you check out his picture, uh, he's not even, I mean, at least Busty Lemieux puts on the fake boobs and the the blonde wig. This is just a guy with an Adam's apple and five o'clock shadow, kind of like Ash Davis, the rugby player. And he identified as a woman with the ostensible policy reason to get into a woman's shelter in Windsor. And of course they let him in. Yep. And shockers, within days, Sheila, uh, he is charged by the Windsor police uh, with sexual assault, turns himself in. By the way, to this day, we went back to that shelter, I think it was back in July, to do a stand-up. We weren't even on the property. We were on the sidewalk. And the young 20-something woman who worked at the shelter came out, and they started doing the chant, trans women are real women. This is even after this fraudster um, allegedly sexually assaulted another shelter resident. Can you imagine what is the most ultimate safe space for women? Yeah. But a shelter? Some of these are women that are, are fleeing from physical violence. Right. And this is also the believe all women crowd. Yeah. And you know, and that's a very good point, Sheila, because even if you believe trans women are real women, and I certainly do not, um, what about a nefarious male who's a grifter, who's a misogynist, who's just using the trans excuse to get into intimate spaces of women. Do these social justice weirdos ever consider that? No. But the twist of the story, when we were in Windsor, we found out 
So he's gone from man to female to feline. Cody Detremont, a.k.a. Desiree Anderson, now identifies as a cat. We spent a weekend looking for him. Uh, we spoke to eyewitnesses. They've seen him. He has little uh, Halloween props like pointy ears and a tail. And he walks up and down the streets of Windsor. And uh, I'm sure the people at the, the women's shelter think this is another great example of diversity, equity, and equity. the animal shelter. Yeah, we should. That's right. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'd hate to be a shelter employee at the animal shelter, that is, Sheila, because in this day and age of acceptance or else you're a bigot, a hater, a transphobe, they would probably say, oh, you're a trans. Okay, come on in. What the heck, right? You know, and the thing is, Sheila, um, so I guess... It was six years in the making, like some Cecil D. Mill, uh movie. But um, again, I guess the moral of the story, no matter how insane we can pitch something, this crazy world will catch up to us. You know, and you see it all the time on the internet. You can't even tell a joke because yeah. people think you're serious because the left is truly beyond parody. You can't even make fun of them anymore because even your most outrageous fever dream They've done something more extreme than that. A hundred percent. And I think one last point, Sheila, is that once upon a time, people like Cody Detrimont, they weren't hailed for diversity. Luck. Exactly. Yeah. For his protection and ours. Yeah. But we deinstitutionalized so many mental patients over the years. We closed down the asylums. We said, here are some medications. As long as they stay on their meds, everything will be fine. That's a big gift, by the way. Yeah. And here we are. Where, I mean, it's not quite the inmates running the asylum, but more like the inmates run, uh, advising the asylum. And if you have a problem with that, you're not trying to help somebody with who has probably mental illness. You are, as I said before, a hater, a bigot, a transphobe. And now it's not transgenderism or transvestite, you know, being a transvestite. It's transspeciesism. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable. Now. We're in Israel, yes. even though we're talking about trans issues, which, I, you know, I remarked last time we were here in 2018 that all the young people are normal here. Yes. I think it makes me an advocate for mandatory military service because there's no weird young people here. But um, oh, this is our first like full day on the ground here. Uh, what's the most interesting thing you learned today? You know what? Um, on the theme of Israel and uh, trans, if you will, I couldn't help but notice I spotted at least three pride flags as we drove out of Tel Aviv into yeah. the countryside. And why that's notable, I mean, that's no big deal uh, back where we are. I mean, it's right. now pride season will be pride year, for goodness the sake. The bank is gay. The grocery oh. store is gay. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it's way beyond uh, June 30th. But Sheila, I think there is a profound point here, and that is we had for several years in Toronto at the Pride Parade a group called Queers Against Israel Apartheid. Queers Against Israel Apartheid, condemning the hateful state of Israel, condemning its so-called apartheid policies. There are but two pride marches in the entire Middle East, in this entire neighborhood. Both of them take place in Israel. And by the mere sight of seeing those rainbow flags, that is something that would get you in mutual hot water in this neighborhood of the world. Right. Some other countries. That is not tolerated. Oh, even other parts of Israel that are controlled by the Palestinians. It's, and, and I'm just saying, this is how insane the far left is. Is that 
you're condemning a nation for apartheid, and yet you are queer, but the only pride parades are in that so-called apartheid state. You know as well as I do, Sheila, that Israel is not an apartheid state. No, well, it is, but for the Jews. <laughs> yeah. There are places that the Jews can't go. I remember when we went to Bethlehem last time, we had to take out our Jewish tour guide and get a Christian one so that we could go to Bethlehem because he couldn't go behind the security wall. 100%. But the idea that if you're Arab, if you're gay, that there's some sort of apartheid system, it's absolute nonsense. Yeah. It's poppycock. And, I, and what I think is interesting if that group queers against israeli apartheid and since disbanded right thank goodness but if the name of your organization right apartheid is based on a lie because there is no apartheid in israel it's quite the opposite yeah then what is the real motivation back when that group existed during the toronto pride parade i would say it's this sheila good old-fashioned uh, garden variety anti-Semitism. Yeah. Because, as I said, there is no apartheid. Apartheid's part of your name. You are really just haters of Jews and haters of the seed of Israel, even though this is the only neighborhood where you do see pride parades in the Middle East. Yeah, and I think Joel Pollack, who is with us on the trip, Joel Pollack from Breitbart, he sort of hinted on the fact that young people today are told to hate wherever yes. they live. They're told to hate the United States. And... Uh, think of it as a genocidal state. Yes. And so why wouldn't you then hate the most American part of the Middle East where liberty reigns true, um, a place that was sort of founded the same way the Americans were of war, yeah. of war of independence. Same thing. This is a place where democracy reigns, uh, human rights reign. Uh, so why wouldn't you hate it as an extension of hating the United States? A hundred percent. And I think it's worse than that, Sheila. It's the fact that they're told to hate some people, someone, some nation, and they don't even know why. No, they just said, hate them. And they yeah. go, yes, boss. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's true. Uh, Kian behind the camera is giving me one of these, which means <laughs> that we have to get back on the tour bus. Thank you to everybody at home who is very patient with me as we film this sort of on the fly. We have a real tight packed sausage of a week here, as David Menzies says. Um, thanks to everybody in the studio who will put this together very quickly, dealing with our very slow upload speeds here as we travel. And uh, remember, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think.